Welcome back to For the Love of East Street. I am Randy, and I am here along with my co-host, Donna. And we Hi. are coming to you from the swamps of Jersey, as always. Today, we are talking to Jay Lustig, founder of New Jersey Arts, which is an organization dedicated to everything arts-related in the great state of New Jersey. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So, Jay, tell us, where are you from? Uh, I live in Montclair, New Jersey. And that, um, yeah. I've lived here for about a um, little over 20 years. Okay. And uh, before that, I grew up in, in New Jersey and New York, various towns. Uh, so I've been in the New New York, New Jersey area my whole life. Great. So, Jay, um, tell us how you got the idea to start NJ Arts. Uh, well, I've been writing about the arts in New Jersey since... Uh, the early 1980s and from uh, 1989 to 2014 uh, I was on the staff of the Star Ledger which is the the biggest daily newspaper in the state and um, for the first about 20 years of that I was uh, their rock critic so uh, I covered uh, Bruce quite a bit in in, in those years uh, and uh, wrote about music in general, uh, the last five years there, I was, I was an editor, uh, in the arts department. So, um, when it came time to leave the paper, I felt that there really was no equivalent of what a daily, uh, news, newspaper used to offer as far as arts coverage, uh, local arts coverage in New Jersey. So my idea for njarts.net was to recreate that uh, online and give you the kind of coverage you used to get on the arts um, in, a, in a daily newspaper in online form. So, um, you, you know, base, basically, you know, newspaper arts coverage is now mostly, you know, celebrity driven and, you know, pop culture and TV. So, but I'm giving you, you know, music coverage as well as, you um, you know, dance, theater, uh, fine arts, uh, visual arts, uh, film, you know, you, you get the whole range of, of arts coverage and not just stuff that's going to get clicks, which is what the newspapers are really interested in at, at this point. Gotcha. So really the mission of your organization is just to get the um, information about all kinds of artists that that are in New Jersey out to the people who are interested in finding out where to find them, right? Yeah, and to know what's going on as far as, you know, plays, uh, concerts, things going on, you know, festivals, you know, it's, you have a lot of these, a lot of these towns are presenting different events and, you know, festivals and you know, stuff with libraries and, and all kinds of things. And there's no one place to go to get all the information. So the idea of the site is to create one place um, where you can get all the information. You can sign up for our free newsletter, which, you know, have it delivered to your mailbox once a month, once a week, uh, kind of a summary of what's been on the site. And, you know, we have listings and ticket giveaways and, we tell you what what new shows are going on sale, so you know you you know about it before they're even on sale. Um, so it's it's a it's a you know it's it's a uh, there's a lot of information there. 
Cool. This sounds like a lot of information, and I have been on the site, and it really is phenomenal. Um, Is this your full-time job? Yeah, it is. Uh, I run the site. Um, I do most of the writing. Um, We do have have other writers, too. I mean, I'm not doing it all myself, but I I do do a lot of it. I do a little other freelance work, but this is at least 90% of my work is, is for the site. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, it's interesting because everybody in this part of the world is so focused on what's going on in New York city. That is kind of refreshing to see stuff that's actually happening of interest in New Jersey as well. You know? Yeah. I mean, we touch a little bit on things going on in, in New York and Philadelphia, but uh, we really focus on the Jersey stuff and, and that's where, you know, our advertisers are, are Jersey too. So they're appreciative of the fact that, you know, we're giving uh, coverage to things going on in New Jersey. And there's, you know, there's a lot more going on in New Jersey than people realize there. There's some real quality theater going on here. Um, concerts, you know, all over the place, both, you know, big and small and um, all types of music. There's, there's a lot of jazz. If, if you know where to look for it, you know, I mean, but it's there. So uh, comedy, you know, there, we cover comedy, at least as far as, you know, listening shows. So we'll give you, if you want to know what's going on in, in all the comedy clubs in New Jersey, you can just, you know, look at our website. So what are some of the up and coming cool artistic things happening over the next month or so? Well, uh, as uh, you probably know, this is, you know, first of all, the, the January, February is never a busy time in the arts. And, and right. with, with COVID, it's uh, a lot of stuff was canceled or, or postponed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Light of Day Festival, which which would normally be going on now, uh, starting this weekend, was postponed to March. Uh, so that'll be, you know, happening in March. Um, let's see. Uh, Elton John's coming to the Prudential Center in Newark in February, unless it's canceled. Um, so that's coming up. Um, there's, um, um, I don't know. I mean, nothing else off the top of my head. There's always a lot going on, but this is a particularly slow time because, um, because of COVID and, and just because of the time of year it is. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So people are starting to announce their summer concerts. Actually, they just, uh, Awesome. They just announced uh, Miranda Lambert's going to be at the PNC Bank Art Center. Cool. Um, so a lot of what what's going on is stuffs being announced for for later in the year, when most of the arts, you know, stuff normally happens anyway, and when um, hopefully we'll be we'll be over this COVID spike. Right. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw on the site that you did the. 350 new jersey songs yeah it's really cool and you turned me on some to some new music so how did that get started that was just an idea i had you know i started the site in 2014 which just coincidentally happened to be the 350th birthday of the state um so i just had this idea to to post one song a day uh, you know a post on one song a day that was either by a New Jersey artist or about a place in New Jersey, or at least recorded in New Jersey. Um, and I did that for 350 days. So, you know, almost, almost a full year. And 
now it's it's just you know permanently up on the site anyone can can browse it if they're interested uh it, it was something i did to kind of be able to uh you know i just thought it would be a fun project and and also would give me like uh a lot of content for us for starting you know a site i was just starting so that we would have um you know part of part of the the way to make a, a a website viable is you know you have a lot of content that people can back come back to over and over and i i knew these would be kind of perennial things that you know people now you know if they're doing a search a google search on songs about hackensack you know the, some of these songs will come up and and they'll continue to get hits over the years which is which is good for the health of the site absolutely I mean, that, that's kind of what I what I think about it now. At the, at the time, it just seemed like, you know, kind of a fun, interesting project to, to do. Well, I am going to look at some of those songs myself. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of Bruce on there, too, of course. Of course. So well, speaking yeah. of Bruce. You know what Bruce, I really loved is there's not, it's not all Bruce. Yes. Right. Yeah, I no. love Bruce, but it was really interesting to hear other music from Jersey artists or just about Jersey or in Jersey. It was just very different. Yeah. Well, I mean, the site, the site has always had a lot of Bruce coverage, um, you know, for several reasons. One, I mean, it's just something I always did a lot of when, when I was at Star Ledger. Uh, so I have a, you know, really good background in that stuff. Uh, you know, two, just, you know, people, people are interested, people want that. And, and, um, you know, a lot of our top, you know, sites as far as tra- uh, top posts as far as traffic have been Bruce posts. So, I mean, it's good for the health of the site to have a lot of Bruce stuff, but it's it's certainly not all Bruce stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, there's um, probably every week I post at least one thing that has to do with him, but, you know, there's, there are 20 other posts on the site too, so. Well, speaking of Mr. Springsteen, um, how and when did you become a fan? Well, I uh, became a fan in, in high school, uh, or maybe it was junior high. I was uh, I was fourteen at the time that Born to Run came out, which was when I became aware of him. So, whatever grade you're in at the time, I guess eighth or ninth. Um, and um, I first heard him on uh, WNEW, uh, New York radio station, which I listened to a lot as a teenager. Um, they started playing him around Born to Run. I mean, maybe they played him before, but I don't remember that. Uh, and I was aware of just kind of there was a buzz about him that, you know, here was like an important new artist that I should probably check out, uh, that I should probably check out. So um, and I said, I heard the song Born to Run on the radio and I like that. So, you know, I went out and bought the album and became a fan of that album and just have been a fan ever since. So I've been writing about him. I think the first thing I wrote about him was um, a review of the, um, I don't know if I reviewed it, but the first time I saw him was on the uh, Born in the USA tour at uh, Giant Stadium. Um, And then uh, maybe the first thing I actually wrote about him was a review of the Tunnel of Love tour. Uh, a few years later, when I was I was writing for um, 
a newspaper, a weekly newspaper called the the East Coast Rocker, which was based in New Jersey. Then mm-hmm. it's be, it was the East Coast Rocker for a certain period of time in the eighties. Before that and, and after that, to the current day, it's called the Aquarian Weekly. Um, it's still online, but it, there's no print newspaper anymore. Uh, but at the time, it was an important uh, weekly, mu- mostly music uh, newspaper. Um, so all the all the bands would advertise, and all the, the local clubs would advertise. And, uh, I got a job there in '86. Worked there from '86 to '89 before uh, I joined the Star Ledger. So that was my first time writing about Bruce. And then, of course, from, from that point on, I covered every tour, every album, uh, basically everything, you know. Nice. So, Jay, what is your favorite Bruce album? Uh, I would say Born to Run. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, that was, for me, my, the first album uh, that I got to know of him. And uh, I, I just see that as his peak as far as, you know, art, artistic ambition, songwriting, just, you know, great performances. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty much a perfect album in, in, in every way. Uh, I don't think he's ever topped that, uh, but I like darkness a lot too and the river and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of them, but, but I would say born to run. Well, a lot of people, I think, say that, yeah. you know, it's very, it's very common. And I it's think that's the obvious choice. Yeah. yeah well, but, it, but there's a good reason yeah. for it. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we talk about this yeah. on our show all the time that, you know, our favorite song can be different, you know, day to day, week to week and so on. So what's your favorite sure. song today? Today? I, well, yeah, I mean, I really don't have a favorite song. Anything I think of my favorite song, I mean, you know, the probably any of the three you know what i consider kind of the three masterpieces from born to run which would be uh born to run thunder road and jungle land mm-hmm. uh pretty much any of those could be my favorite song on a, on a given day um but i mean there 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 are so many songs but yeah i would say certainly mm-hmm. you know if i had to pick i, had, I guess i'd pick maybe thunder road it's certainly a good okay. one yeah so you mentioned covering his tours. So how many times do you think you've seen him in person? You've seen him live, the band. Uh, yeah, um, a lot. I mean, probably. Um, I mean, it it won't be a huge number for for people who like go and see like every show, really follow the tour from city to city. But I, I'm sure I've seen him at least 150 times or so. You know, if you count solo shows and you know guest appearances and, and everything like that. Um, um, yeah, probably I'm guessing somewhere, somewhere around 150. Well, that's quite a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot, but you know, you hear people who like, you know, we'll see, you know, 30, 40 shows on a, on each tour and it it adds up over the years. So I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I've certainly seen just about everything he's done in New Jersey for the last, you know, 20, 25 years and no more than that now. It would be like 35 years. And, um, you know, a lot of shows in other places, a lot of the New York shows and Philly. And and uh, at one point at the Star Ledger, they would actually send me, you know, I went to, to Barcelona to cover the start of a tour, wow. the reunion tour. Nice. They sent me out to Detroit to cover the start of the, uh, 
that was the, I guess, the the Devils and Dust solo tour. Wow. Solo tour that followed Devils and Dust. Um, and then um, I've seen him in, uh, I saw him, you know, like Cleveland at the, the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert that I went out to cover. And so I've seen a lot of special shows and certainly seen a lot of, you know, New Jersey shows. That's awesome. Um, yeah, nice job if you can get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. With all those shows in mind, do you have a favorite concert memory? Uh, well, one that really sticks out. I mean, there are a few that, that really stick out. One was uh, I saw the Freehold show that he did uh, on the, the, the Tom Joe tour that was a benefit, you know, at his mm-hmm. old uh, high school, uh, grammar school gymnasium. Right. Uh, nice. It was it was a solo tour, although um, Susie Terrell played a few songs with him, and I think I think Patty came out and did a few songs too. But it was mostly solo. Uh, it was the first time he ever played the the song Freehold. Yeah, um, nice. And I was one of the you know as a, as a journalist, I was able to cover it, but that was a show that was restricted to to Freehold residents. So I was I was one of the few non-freehold people who was was allowed to be there. Uh, so that was very special. Um, I saw there was a show he did before. The, the first full album show he did was actually, he did two full albums. Uh, it was at the Count Basie uh, Center for the Arts. Um, I forget the year, but um, he did both um, Born to Run and darkness in their entirety so he did um he did uh he did darkness first and then took an intermission did born to run and then they did i think four four encores so that was that was a really special show. wow um, that's that's pretty awesome yeah yeah and then he did you know i got to see the the album tours the album shows he did um i saw the river show at Madison Square Garden, which was very special because, you know, a lot of those songs he doesn't doesn't play a lot live. So, mm-hmm. you know, got to hear, you know, things like, you know, Stolen Car and Wreck on the Highway, uh, The Price You Pay, all, all in one show, which was mm-hmm. uh, very unique and, and very special. Cool. Nice. So, Jay, if you were writing the set list for Bruce and the band, what would be your opening song and your closing song? Um, well, you know, there's there's a lot of songs that, that can work. You know, there's absolutely. You know, one of one of the great things is that you know there is there is no real one song. But I guess if I had to pick an opening song, um, I'd pick uh, "Night," uh, mm-hmm. just because it's, it's such a like jolt of of energy. Um, and I think that's a guy. I, I did see him open a show with that with that once. If I'm not mistaken, I, I have in my memory that he opened a show with that. Um, maybe if I looked it up, it would turn out, but uh, it would turn out that he never did. But I, I seem to remember him opening a show with that. And it's just that song, whenever I know I've seen it, I've seen him do Night quite a few times in concert. And it's always um, just such an exciting song. And I think it's a real way to kind of really open a show with, a, with an exclamation point. Um, I like that. Yeah, as far as closing, um, I would say, uh, you know, watching the No Nukes film, um, quarter three was such a great closer. Um, he closed the, the, 
mm-hmm. one of the shows with with quarter to three the other he he used uh detroit medley and then i think um then but yeah then then came back and did um the buddy holly song not um but um i don't know I, that that quarter to three uh watching it in the film it just seems like the, the perfect closer you know it just goes on and on and it's um you know there's so much energy to it and uh so i would i would, I would go with quarter to three or you know another song like that you know like detroit medley or or uh, seven nights to rock when you know he used to do that in the encores um you know i like kind of closing closing the show with one of those those kinds of songs cool cool. now this is another hard question because there's more than one answer probably but who is your favorite band member other than bruce uh that's that's hard you know that's again you know you can't really say right but I would say if I had to choose, you know, I would say um, Stephen's absence from the group, uh, you know, for, for years really kind of underscored to me how much he brought to it. And, and, and when he when he came back, how much he added in terms of just just the flavor of his, his backing vocals. And uh, I know his his guitar playing now tends to be overlooked because. Nils is there and, and Bruce is also a great guitar player. But I think just having Steven in, in the mix brings an element to it that was really, I think, missing when, when he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I'll say Steven. But I mean, you really, you know, they're, they're all so great. I mean, you know, Roy's piano playing is, is so great and Max is such a great drummer. And Clarence, I mean, you, you can't really pick one, but... Um, that's that's the first thing that that came to mind that that when um, when 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 Stephen came back for the reunion tour, it felt like something essential that had been missing was was coming back to the to the just the flavor of the band. So so I'll go with Stephen. Um, so Jay, did you see the Broadway show? I did. Yes, I saw it the once in the original run and once in the in the second run. So, yeah. And what about the book? I'm assuming that you read that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was uh, great. It was a really good insight into his, you know, his whole life. But I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what you thought. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, this this last 10 years or so um, has been an interesting phase of his career because, you know, you had the book and you had the Broadway show and you had the the radio shows, you know, the From My Home to Yours, where he's talked about, about a lot about his life. And, you know, you've had the Letter to You album, which was very autobiographical in a lot of ways. So, you know, you really get the sense of him in the last phase of his career. And partially that was, this is because of uh, COVID and he hasn't done the touring that he would he would normally do but he's kind of taken the opportunity to kind of go on the record about his life and and tell his version you know how he would like his life to be remembered and 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 present it to people in an artistic way and and you know a lot of musicians probably most musicians or most artists in general never never do that they never take the time or they never have the chance or 
they don't they don't want to do it for whatever reason. So I think it's it's a it's a very precious thing. These things all work together, but he's mm-hmm. given us, um, you know, he's kind of you know um, summed it all us up for us with with all these different projects, and uh, and um, it's it's um, you know it's it's really uh, I don't think there are a lot of other you know great rock, rock musicians or really great artists of any kinds who've been so thorough, you know, who've had that kind of, um, you know, all these, these projects working together that have, that have had this autobiographical element. And uh, so it's really kind of a unique, interesting thing that, that he's done in this, this last phase. Yeah. Agreed. So, with all these concerts that you have been to, and you've been to a lot, so you've heard a lot of songs live, but is there one that you have never heard that you would like to? You know, I would have to say, I, I, I you know, especially since, you know, I've seen all the full album shows. So the, the one full album show I didn't see was the um, uh, the, the greeting show he, he did up in Buffalo. He only did that in Buffalo. Uh, and I, I didn't go up for that, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that. But I saw all the other full albums, so 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 I saw all those songs at least once, and I've yeah. seen pretty much else. But you know, there's so many songs uh, from the the you know the the stuff he's done recently. I mean, I would love to hear. Yeah, I would love to him go out again and to hear something like Burning Train, which is just such a great mm. song. You know, I would love to hear that live. Um, yeah. I would, you know, uh, Moonlight Motel. Um, mm. I would, I would love to hear that uh, live. Um, so, you know, when I think of like the next tour and what I want to hear, you know, I would really love to hear some of these these um, newer songs, which I'm sure he'll mm. do um, if if he ever, you know, if the tour ever actually happens. Um, but uh, I mean, as far as the old old stuff, nothing really comes to mind because I've probably seen just about anything. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure I could find a track, a song from tracks or something that I've never heard. But um, that's really what I would love to have the opportunity to hear, hear at some point in the future. This is kind of a weird wild card question, but if you could be a character in a Bruce song, who would you want to be? Character. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I know it's hard. It's very hard. That. You know, um, I've always, um, you know, the song, the song "Highway Patrolman." I've always found very affecting. I've always really loved that song, and um, you know, I, the the narrator of that song. I mean, I think um, is someone who. Um, you know, I, I, I like a lot, you know, that he's, he's trying to find the balance between his work and, and his family. And, and, uh, you know, I love the chorus of that song. So, um, I, I kind of like that guy. I like that. It's a great answer. Yeah. So have you ever met Bruce? Um, I have interviewed him. Uh, I did a phone interview with him on the, um, for the vote for change tour in 2004 so we had a nice phone interview in 2004 two other times i got to kind of briefly meet him in person um one was on the the other band tour in 
92 or 93, there was a, um, there was, you know, he did a bunch of shows at the Meadowlands and he did something on that tour, which I, I don't think he's done before since where he would in different cities after, excuse me, after his sound check, but before the show, uh, he would actually meet with a group of journalists and do like a little press conference. Um, it wasn't even as formal as a press conference. It was just like he would just kind of get together with the reporters in, in, in whatever city he was in and just answer a few questions. Um, so I was invited to be part of this. We, it was a small group of us, probably six or seven people. Uh, we got to watch the sound check, which was, which was interesting. And um, remember his, his kids were running around or at least one of the kids was running around, you know, they, they were very young at that point. And then he, he kind of came over to the edge of the stage and sat on the edge of the stage and we asked some, some questions. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then also at the, um, when the Sopranos started and, and no one of course knew it was going to be a big hit show, but they did a launch event in, in New York. And of course, Steven was, was involved and uh, we got, we got word that Bruce was going to be there. So uh, myself and, and our, our TV writer at the Star Ledger at the time, we went in together to, to cover this thing. And of course, we wanted to get a quote from Bruce. Um, and, uh, and that wasn't very easy to do, but a uh, very helpful uh, um, HBO publicist kind of uh, intercepted him on the way to the bathroom and forced him to come over and talk to us for a few minutes. So uh, we got to ask him a, a, a few questions uh, at that thing, too. So That's awesome. So, those are my three three times I, I kind of... Those are great. Yeah. What do you think has contributed to Bruce's ability to stay relevant to his fans for like, at this point, like 50 years? Well, you know, it's it's obviously, you know, he's, he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his his shows are, are, you know, events. I mean, they're they're... You know he's such a great live performer that you know this this world has developed around him. I mean it's, you know he's not the only one. I mean there's you know certainly you know the, the Grateful Dead had that and mm-hmm. Fish has it now and there there are other groups. But I mean this, just the fact that you know his his concerts have been you know such you know uh, great events. This whole kind of world has has developed around him. So. So, you know, it's it's a combination of things. You know, I think he's it also helps that, you know, he's as he's grown older, his his subject matter has changed. So that's as his fans have grown older with him, they've seen themselves, their lives reflected in his songs. And, you know, not all artists are, are like that. Um, but, you know, he was writing from a very youthful perspective when he was younger and he He's writing definitely from, you know, the, the vantage point of where he is in life at, at this point, too. So people have been able to grow up with him, whereas, you know, um, if you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, the monkeys, you know, he, <laughs> you can go here. The monkeys do their old hits, but you don't have that perspective of, uh, of course, now only only Mickey Dolan is still alive. But um 
you know, you can go hear Mickey Dolan's do, do, you know, the old hits, which, which are great, but you don't have that sense of, you know, someone with, with um, a variety of material that can reflect like all the different points of, of your life. Or even like the Rolling Stones, when you think of it, I mean, you're, you're going to the Rolling Stones to hear their old songs and a certain persona they established for, for themselves when they were younger. And, and it's not to put them down. It's just a different kind of experience. Yeah. Um, but, but there's a, there's a, there's a depth and a variety to Bruce's songwriting that I think uh, makes him kind of infinitely, you know, you can just listen to, there's so much material and it's, it's also different. You can, you can, um, you know, I, I listen to East Street Radio a lot and, you know, there aren't a lot of artists that have so much material that you can, you know, you, you can listen to East Street Radio every day and, and hear something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, with a lot of artists, you'd be hearing the same stuff over and over again. Totally. Uh, right. So it's, so yeah, there's just so much there. So Jay, what plans do you have for NJ Arts in 2020, uh, 2022? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really, um, it, depends on what happens you know this year i mean we're just as always you know you can, in the news business you can't ever really plan that much in advance because you don't know what's going to be happening you know if, it, if you knew it wouldn't be news so it, it really just depends on what what happens i mean one thing i can tell you is we are um going to be having um um some other contributors to the site uh, some of the two of the writers who um i used to work with at the at the star ledger um will be writing for the site more regularly this year uh one on movies and one on visual arts uh which are, are two areas we, we we really haven't covered a lot so we're going to beef up our coverage in those two areas nice. um but besides that it really you know, it, it depends on uh, on what happens. I mean, I'm hoping things will get, at least by the summer, things will hopefully be back to normal um, as far as concerts, um, uh, as far as plays. You know, a lot of the, the plays have postponed the productions they would be doing this month uh, to next season. So um, that's... Um, you know, it's really, it's funny, you know, in the, when the, in the pandemic uh, in 2020, uh, we had our best year ever as far as um, viewership on the site. And that's because, you know, so many, especially in, uh, you know, March, April of that, that year when people were first at home and they didn't know what was going on, they were spending a lot of time with their computers and there was a lot that we were able to do, you know, of course, everything shifted to uh people started having a lot of online events um and uh you know presenting their their art in in that way so we were able to to shift with that and um that actually turned out to be a very good year for us viewership wise it was a bad year for us and revenue wise because our advertising advertisers are mostly concert venues and, and theater venues. So um, they went on, went on hold, but 
yeah, you know, I'm hoping, you know, all the venues will reopen and we'll get back to just doing a lot of show previews and show reviews and um, things will hopefully get back to normal. Let us hope that is correct because we are all sick and tired of this crap. Um, Thank you so much, Jay, for your time today and being our co-host. It was so great to chat with you. How can we find out more about getting involved with NJ Arts? Uh, Sure. Well, thank you. And uh, anyone can just go to njarts.net. As I said, you can sign up there. Uh, You'll you'll see a box where you can sign up for our free newsletter, which tends to go out about once a week, maybe, maybe twice a week, some weeks. Um, um, also on, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, um, you can either search for, for my name, Jay Lustig or for the site, um, on Twitter, it's NJ Arts Daily is the, the site. Um, and, um, that's it. I mean, right. that's, that's, a, I mean, you know, social media has been really important as far as getting the, the site out there to people, you know, as, as a new site, I really don't know if it would have been possible without Facebook, because uh, especially in the early years, you know, Facebook was primarily how people um, found out about us. Uh, I'm still very active in a lot of the Bruce Facebook groups like uh, Spring Nuts. I, I post a lot of stuff there. Uh, and Bruce book and, and some of the others. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, um, that's partially why, you know, Bruce posts always do well because there's such a community out there that's, you know, sharing the, the, the articles and, um, or, you know, retweeting on Twitter and, and, uh, it's great that there's a, there's a, there's a community, you know, um, the, the three artists who really, I know, if I post something relating to them, it'll, it'll do really well. Our uh, Springsteen, the Beatles and Dylan. Hmm. Interesting. Cause there are just these, we- you know, these, these webs of people who, who share stuff and are looking for any kind of new, you know, information or any new thing. Uh, so th- those are the, the three ones that for me, you know, have seem to be the most dependable and in, in generating a lot of interest uh, online. Cool. Great. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Jay. We appreciate having you. That okay. is all the time we have for today, my friends. Remember to check out our Facebook page for the love of E Street and check out our podcast episode everywhere you stream yours. We are sponsored by Donna J Skincare, an all-natural anti-aging skincare company that believes your skincare should actually nourish the health of your skin. We are out from the swamps of Jersey. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.